Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Lewis Hart for Boxing Social in association with Empire Firestore and Forged Irish Stout. Delighted to be joined with the WBO Cruiserweight World Champion, Chris Smith. Matej Masternak, the maiden defence of your WBO title. Um, how's things, mate? How's the camp been? How's everything been flowing as we prepare for this Sunday? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, been been flying in camp. It's been a nice long camp, and uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to it. It's um, great, you know, buzzing to be back at the BIC. Should be a fun, phenomenal atmosphere, and uh, yeah, excited to be here as, as defending champion. You talked about it being a long camp. Obviously, there was a few rumored dates for this. Obviously, you know, um, it was meant to be around December time. Um, do you feel like you've sort of benefited a little bit from that extra prep where you might not know the date? So you've been preparing potentially for an earlier date, but you had the sort of extra weeks to prepare. Yeah, for sure. You know, I've been, um, I mean, I'm always in half training, half camp anyway. And then you start getting an idea of a date, so you start training a bit more towards that and getting the sparring and preparing for the earliest opportunity. Um, so, yeah, I had a couple of extra weeks and, uh, yeah, it definitely benefited me. With yourself being a champion now, um, how do you feel like this approach to training? Um, I sort of spoke to you about... I want to say a couple of months after being a champion when you didn't have a date and um, sort of getting back into the swing of things now preparing for sort of the main in defence um, as Adam Zim was sort of saying you've been knocking people out in sparring things like that um, how has sort of preparation has been different now you're a champion? Um, the same it's just you believe in the process a bit more um, I'm in a gym where you train as a world champion from your first from your debut you, you might do slightly less rounds or, on, in sparring and and on the pads and stuff, but the way you approach it and the, the lifestyle you live has to be like you're a world champion already, and that's um, that's why we have so much success in the gym. And uh, you know, got numerous world champions in there now, and European champion, and it's such a successful gym because there's a standard set from the, from the top from Shane and and Josh Pritchard, where uh, and so it hasn't really changed. It's just you believe in the process and you've seen it work, so you just keep following that process and add add a few things in that that work or a few things that you can maybe learn about yourself about your body and stuff where you might have to pull back slightly or push on harder so um and you, you learn about yourself and and your body all the time like that so uh yeah but it's really it's just having that, that belief in the process and um just trusting it 
Do you feel like there is a benefit from yourself becoming champion? Things aren't much different. You're not. You're still training the same. Things like, like you're not. If anything, you're probably training harder now. So do you sort of feel like that benefit where you know things haven't changed much. I'm sort of it's still the same flow, no matter of me being a world champion or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, whether you're a champion or not, you've got someone to fight and someone who wants to beat you, um, and that's the same throughout your whole career. Um, so. I train for everyone the same, whether there's a belt on the line or not, it doesn't matter. Um, it's just about me improving myself and, and putting on as good a performance as I can in on the night. Is it an importance though for yourself to, to own being a champion, be like, you know, I'm, 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 I believe I'm the number one, having that confidence to, to own yourself, being the champion and, and you know, everyone's got to sort of dance to my tune? Um, yeah, there's, there's a confidence there for sure, you know, that, that champion, but yeah, it's just about... Um, for me it's just about preparing the same for every fight and just making sure yes I'm the hometown fighter yes I'm defending champion but that comes with a pressure and a pressure I'm really lucky and grateful to have and one which uh, I'm very proud of as well so uh, yeah it's just it's just about preparing and when it comes to potential opponents, potential future opponents, um, I know you're not looking past Mastanac, but does it sort of feel, does it feel a bit mad to you that you know you was calling these guys out, and now sort of they didn't really want to give you an opportunity. Now the roles are reversed, and you're now they're sort of chasing your tail in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's uh, but that's boxing. That's boxing through and through. How you're in one, you know, one minute everyone loves you, one minute everyone hates you, or one minute no one wants to fight you, and the next minute everyone wants to fight you. So. Uh, that's just the, the fickle world of boxing, but uh, I enjoy it, I embrace it, and uh, I look forward to, to all comers. Well, on Sunday night, Mateusz Mastanak, he's very familiar to the UK crowd, obviously fighting Tony Bellew before. Um, do you feel like you have to be careful for this fight, where you know, no matter how, how many losses he had, how much experience he's had, you know, um, he, he can definitely provide challenges for you? Yeah, he's, he's one of, if not the most experienced, world-level cruiserweights um, you know, in, in the world, because of how, how experienced he is, 52 fights. To be boxing at the level he's boxed at for so long, have 52 fights and never been dropped. Like, what a feat that is. Um, but I'll be looking to, to change that on Sunday night, and I believe I can, and I believe I will, because the, um, my style is different. I'm one of the fastest cruise rates in the world, but I also hit very hard with it, very tough and strong in there. So um, I've got to make him feel that. Well, we couldn't talk about sort of what, what could be next after this. I know you sort of, as I said, you're not looking past Masternak. We did see Richard Riakpour, um stop Dylan Brijon uh, a couple of weeks ago now. Um, he did send a nice little video for you, which you responded saying, uh, don't do drugs. Um, what did you make of that performance? And do you feel like that could be next after this with a potential Riakpour rematch? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think you take much of the performance. Was it three weeks notice for, for Brejon and a guy who, you know, yeah, he stopped him, but I beat him two years ago. So it's, it's not the same level. And he hasn't really been boxing at, at the same level. Obviously, boxed Gawaki, but what was left of Gawaski, you know, after Lawrence and COVID and whatnot. So, um, yeah, look, that, that's a fight which is going to happen at some point. I think it's inevitable. Um, so whether it's next or in a couple of fights' time, then, then so be it. But I look forward to it nonetheless. Do you, I know you probably won't compare his career, but do you look at the point when Riakpol beat you to now say sort of now you're a world champion and he still didn't fight for a world title. Do you feel like do you sort of feel like a bit of a crazy thing to see that you know you've actually sort of potentially people could argue done better than Riakpour even though he has does have that win over you. Uh, even though it's close, it was a close fight. Yeah, but um, not really. I don't look at it. I just I think my, my my as cruiserweights go in the last 
where I went to boxing four years ago, four and a half years ago. No one's had a better career than me in, in the whole cruiserweight division in terms of the people I've boxed, the fights I've had, the rise I've had, um, whether it's British or, or, or abroad. You know, I've had a meteoric rise, um, but it's been a proper career where it's been managed so well, the right fights at the right time, all that experience I gained since that fight, going straight in there with Glover after, you know, fighting Tommy McCarthy, Isaac Chamberlain, those big domestic fights where they're 50-50s. They're the fights you need to be in to win a world title. So, um, and I've been in them and I've been there and I don't really f feel like the last hard fight he had was probably Jack Massey was, was after me. And that was, I mean, I had Jack winning that fight. I was there that night. Um, so... Yeah, it's, um, but since then it's been plain sailing for him, which is credit to him because he's obviously improved a bit and got rid of his opponents. So, um, but yeah, look, it's uh, it's exciting and we're always going to be always going to be tied together. Um, and I think, that, like I said, the rematch will happen eventually. And is there a big desire for yourself to? You believe you're number one, but you want to prove it as well because obviously there's a lot of talk about Opatire as well. He's called, he's called Jay and he said he want the WBO. Is there a sort of a big streak in you say, like, listen, I want to prove that I'm the number one? And you know, obviously Opatire's got got a fight, but I still want that fight as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, I called, called him out here uh, in in the bit after the Isaac Chamberlain fight. You know, his, his manager was there, and I was like, let's let's do that. You know, I would love that fight for at the at the stadium or, or before, but. Um, it didn't happen for whatever reason. I'm willing to fight everyone. We tried to fight Gulamirian. That, that wasn't doable. And then end up fighting Lawrence. Um, and, you know, now, we've, now I've got a world title. He's got one. He wants to unify against me. I want to unify against him. So that's a huge fight, I think. And I think it's until I can prove it, I, you can't... I, I know I'm, I'm the best in the world, but he I, until I prove it no one else will know and uh, which is fine I'm fine with that but uh, it's going to be exciting and it's a great time to be a cruiserweight it's um, very fortunate to be both of us are very fortunate to be in a division which is highly spoke about highly talented division everyone's w willing to fight each other doesn't get the accolades it should because I think almost because everyone's willing to fight each other and there's no delay in getting fights made um, like the heavyweights like other divisions have been over the years um, but and we're all you know stand up people that are just willing to properly fight put it all on the line and there's no trash talk it should be the number one division but it's not because people like the circus that comes with boxing um, so that's that but like I said we're lucky to have the division we at, we're in we're, we're, I'm very grateful for that and uh, to be a world champion in this division is, uh, is an honour for me and uh, yeah uh, eventually we'll, we'll get to see who's number one just as we close this off, Mateusz Masterak never been dropped, never even been stopped. But what happens on Sunday night? Yeah, I believe I, I believe I can drop him and stop him on Sunday night. I do. I've been brilliant all camp. Um, I think it'd be a career best performance by me. Chris, thank you for your time. Always appreciate it. All the best for Sunday night, mate. Thank you, top man, top man. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you wanna get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday I will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary VGW group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply